0: I'm Zarina Dimitrova, a strategic partner and mentor to businesses in the process of transformation. Join me on Grow and Learn as we explore a range of topics from personal development and career advancement to relationship building and financial management. Join us as we share insights and strategies that can help you achieve your personal and professional growth objectives. Today we're going to be speaking about content creation in the easiest possible way. Now with the Invention of AI, or not now, now for a year, but you know, it's trickling down to all areas of um, media and social media production and all other industries. Actually, today I'm going to be speaking with Nico Lagan, who, or Lagan, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce the name <laughs> again, but Nico. All <laughs> Hi, good. Nico, welcome.
1: Hi, hey, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, Nico, you have, you wear many hats um you're an entrepreneur men's coach ai specialist social media strategist sales expert author and the host of the thought provoking podcast the Nico lagan show lagan show
1: close <laughs> enough <laughs> close enough <laughs> close enough
0: oh uh, okay so we're going to be speaking ai and how you, what you're working on right now helps uh, small medium companies startups Social influencers, but before we begin, Nico, who are you? Tell us a bit about your story. I mean, I I know it's like you know you cannot spit out the whole life in a few sentences, (laughs) but (laughs) Uh, tell Um, us that comes to mind about you.
1: You know, I'm an eternal student. Is if that that would be the easiest way to to describe me? But at the end of the day, everything started. My my I wasn't I, I didn't have a father growing up. My dad left. I was 14. Um, within a year, I was a drop. Uh, I was dropping out of high school. I was doing drugs. I became an alcoholic, a drug addict. I was not a good person for many, many years until I, until my early twenties. I decided to take my, to do something with my life, to become accountable for my actions, to realize that I was not a good man. So, starting about twenty years ago, I went back. I finished my high school. Went back to school. Started. As a computer technician, I really was just answering the phone in a call center for a residential internet company. So I was helping mom and pop fix their internet service. Within seven years or so, I was wearing a suit. I was now being in front of customers, selling million dollar solutions as a sales engineer. So I've had, um, I, I played the corporate world for about 18 years, 19 years. And the last 12, I was doing high-end sales in telecommunications. And my whole job was to take extremely complex technical concepts and putting them into layman's terms so that customers or prospect customers could understand why the services that we had could fix the issues that they were having. How could we take them from where they were to where they needed to be? And um, three and a half years ago or so, I... Had the bright idea to start a podcast to kind of figure out what my transferable skills were from my long sales career and what could I do from there that could benefit the world. And I was I've always been a student of psychology. I read probably a book every two weeks or so. So in the past five, six, seven years, I'm probably running through two, three hundred books and I have a massive, massive love for psychology I have multiple um, certification in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, because it was very helpful for my past jobs. And yeah, now I started a company. I spent two and a half years in the woods, literally in the woods. When the craziness happened in 2020, my job became remote. So I didn't have to wear a suit anymore. So I moved to my house in the middle of nowhere, spent two and a half years there. Year and a half of it was by myself. Then my girlfriend joined me the last year. And I've developed this idea to start a social media presence. I started recording a podcast with an H6 recorder and two microphones for $240 microphone. And I've recorded probably 300 podcasts as a a host. I've been a guest on probably 60 podcasts over the past few months. And now that's what I do for a living. A year ago, we left Canada, started traveling the U.S. in an RV started my own video production company where I help people not only grow the skills that they require in front of the camera to create rapport, to be able to um, connect with their audience in a sense where it resonates with the people that they're speaking to, but also take that new wave of AI and integrate it into their content creation workflow because at the end of the day i don't it doesn't matter that you're a podcaster, you're a coach, you run a business, you have a service, you have a brick and mortar business, Mar- social media are the best marketing tool available and if you create content for your business, you are co- you're a content creator. So, and AI can help you. So, it's a matter of understanding which AI can which AI platform can help you, which ones are useless. Where does the human touch fit in all of this because humans are needed like ai is not replacing us anytime soon but it can definitely help you create better quality content more of it faster if you know how to use it Mm -hmm. so that's what i do now i help people grow their social media platform with embracing their natural skills developing their natural skills in front of the camera and integrating ai to make things hopefully easier
0: wow nico that was a great synopsis in five minutes of you know, life experiences
1: <laughs> i tried my best because i normally tell this story in about an hour or so I, tried
0: my best. <laughs> well, I pushed you to the limits now <laughs> give me a few that's fine and you were really good about it
1: oh <laughs> good i know what what people want to hear and the part that don't matter i guess so
0: <laughs> um all right. So, currently, you're coaching and advising people on uh, on their social media presence and what AI tools to use and how. So, it's not your proprietary developed AI system. You're adv- you have a system of advising people how to use AI.
1: Am Most I- people are, yeah, absolutely. They're yeah. so. You know, if there's one thing I've learned is, there's no point in reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. If other people are specializing themselves in developing platform that works, I will be the guy. I'm more of a jack-of-all trade that will test everything that's out there, implement it. Because at the end of the day, the big difference that I bring to the table compared to my competitors, I guess, is I'm a content creator. I have grown my platform from zero to more than a hundred thousand followers. I a year ago barely had a few thousands of views every month and now i average between five to ten million so not now only did i help
0: present? Uh, in which platforms on name
1: which... it i'm on it name it i'm there i'm a, i'm on basically every single platform to an extent or not some i prefer over others i'm more of a i love video platforms so i'm a big fan of tiktok instagram those are my two favorite ones facebook linkedin and i do rumble too because depending on the subject that i talk about youtube don't like my stuff necessarily yeah. youtube obviously i'm on youtube but i do x i do um uh, what's the other platform there's another platform from meta i always forget what it is but i probably post every day on seven different platforms
0: yeah okay i, I hear you <laughs> i'm <there too. laughs> So you're an all-around marketeer, I mean, apart from a coach and uh, everything yeah. else. So what I understand is that you're using the um, NLP proficiency that you have to mm-hmm. help people bring out the best of them and um, draw in people towards their their own brands.
1: And, and, and to me, this is what is extremely important. And that's what I've learned over 12 years is people buy from you because they like you. This is where it starts, and if you learn to understand human behavior, if you learn to understand how people make their their decision process, how they decide to purchase something, how to because fi- at the end of the day, a salesperson fills a gap. This is what I do. If you take me, for example, I help people strategize. I was talking to to a potential client this morning on a podcast, and he's like, he helps charity develop their marketing platform that's what he does and he's telling me he's like you know what i've been working at this for a while but we're having problem reaching those people he has a video he has video editors on staff he has webmasters on staff just like i do but what what he doesn't seem to be wrapping his head around is the strategy how do i get his videos are well edited his website looks good his his platform is developed his services are well detailed why is that not resonating And this is my strength is really to look at what you do. You tell me what you want to accomplish in a year or two from now. We'll reverse engineer it from there. And I can tell you what to post when on which platform. And I'm extremely stringent when it comes to not to looking at the numbers. You need to look at your numbers. Most people don't like the numbers because they don't lie. But I can tell right away. Like you can show me a video. I can tell you right now if it's going to work or not. Because this is all I do. I pull, I create new pieces of content probably five, six, seven times a day. And mm-hmm. although I have teams behind me, I do most of the stuff myself. I let my team work with my clients. And I I like to do the stuff myself so that I can tell you as a content creator to another, listen, this is that's what you're trying to accomplish? No problem. This is what you need. I can tell you what you need, how to do it. Because I do it every day and mm-hmm. i'm passionate i love this stuff i i was born my 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 dad was my biological dad was a an engineer i was building computers when i was probably eight or nine years old i was already looking inside computers so technology always made sense to me and unfortunately it doesn't make sense to a lot of people a lot of people are very good users of technology but they don't understand how that technology works and How to meld. Because the secret, if you look at guys like Alex Armosi, if you look at guys like Gary V, which are insane. We're talking 250 posts from Alex Armosi every week. Gary V speaks about 64 posts a day. This is an insane amount of content. But if their message is terrible, it wouldn't matter that they're posting that many videos because people would not resonate. And this is where... Most of the people that I see out there, the reason they're not seeing the numbers that they should be seeing is because of the natural skills. They don't embrace what feels right to them and develop them. Instead, they're focused on developing their weaknesses. I don't develop my weaknesses. I don't care about my weaknesses. I develop my strength. You know what I mean? So sometimes it takes... You know, a good strategist, a good coach, and I don't care that you're a martial artist or you teach sport, we recognize talents in people where they don't see it. And quite often, that's all somebody needs is really to have somebody that will tell them, look at those videos. Look how natural you look. Look how authentic you look. Look how comfortable you look on that video. Imagine that you start adding a hook at the beginning of your video because you have Study says that we have six seconds to capture people's attention. I can tell you it's probably more like two or three seconds, Mm. but you don't have a lot of time to capture people's attention. And people don't take that into consideration when they're creating content. They just think that, oh, hi, my name is this. No, "Eh." next one. People don't care. You already lost people. So it's really the structure. And once that structure is understood, we can start adding AI. Like a chat GPT, for example, that I use five, 10 times a day to brainstorm, to find new type of ideas to debate with as in, okay, I want to create a reel. I want to create a, a blog. I want to create whatever it is that you're trying to create as a, content, a piece of content and start talking to the AI. Hey, give me ideas on this type of content. Okay, cool. You use that as a structure. You rewrite everything. And then you're like, okay, cool. This is what I'm going to do. So there's ways, you know, the idea is to have your whole content creation process put. Where do you fit in as a human? What are the skills that you need to build as building blocks to make your end product better? And how can I integrate pieces of software like a chat GPT, for example, a vidIQ or any other AI platform out there? How can I put that in there? And once this is there, let's start looking at the numbers because numbers don't lie, but it takes a while to figure out what works, what doesn't, because you're always trying new pieces of content. And this is what I do because at the end of the day, I've done, name the type of content I do it. I do probably every type of content you can think of right now. And I do it. If you look at my social media and you look per, if you put it on a week, I, I create every single type of content that's out there, so I can tell you how to do what equipment you need, what type of how do you record those types of content, how do you make it appealing to people.
0: What well, What is the first uh, thing you're you're looking at when a client comes to you and you look at the content that they're producing and how do you decide what their strength is based on this content or do you just have a conversation with them? How do you approach the What is the first step?
1: There's, there's normally two because I'm a hard person to deal with. I'm not an easy, I'm not somebody that's sugar, going to sugarcoat things. I'm not somebody that's going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm really here to help you put a strategy and I want you to be better. When I start working with a customer or a client, you know what I have in mind is how can I bring that person from where they are right now to being on stage in front of 5,000 people? What are the skills that I need to teach him in order for him or her to be comfortable in front of that crowd? Most people never consider that as their end goal. But this is what I'm thinking when I'm looking at people. So there's two things. How are they in front of a camera? But I think the most important thing is how consistent are they? How many times a day do you post? How many times a week do you post? Because this is one of the hardest things. Like I remember what it was to post one time a day. And I was like, oh man, that takes a lot of time. And then I met content creators in Austin that have multiple million followers on every single platform out there. And I asked them, I'm like, hey man, what do you guys do? Why do you think you guys are so popular? He's like, bro, I we post four, five, six, seven times a day.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And this do is they the recycle
0: thing. the content or because, you know, that's the other approach to recycle it across all platforms. So do they create specific content for each platform?
1: They create, it depends. It really depends because depending on the type of video, it can work on TikTok. It can work on Instagram. Chances are it's not going to work on YouTube shorts. So you need to make sure, like I can tell you right now with my content, what works, what doesn't work on Instagram, what works on TikTok, what works on YouTube, what works on Facebook, what yeah, works share on a bit.
0: I'm curious because <laughs> well, I'm recycling. He, I am using it all across the platforms.
1: <laughs> so let's say that, so if you take into consideration the audiences that you're speaking to, so if you look at a TikTok, for example, you're looking at people 18 to 35, give or take. This is the main users and it's mostly 18 to 28, right? If you look at an Instagram, you're looking at a bit older than TikTok, but not as old as Facebook. So you're looking at a 24 to 45, give or take, on Instagram. Then on Facebook, you have a bit of overlap. Like TikTok has, uh, sorry, Instagram has a bit of overlap with TikTok and it has a bit of overlap with Facebook. But by far, reels are the best way to go on TikTok. By far, the best re- the reels are the best on Instagram facebook it depends it depends on the subject so yes you can post on tiktok you can post on instagram you can post on facebook the same reel you can post it on youtube and i often do that just because i want to post five six seven times a day but i know right off the bat which one is going to work which one is not going to work so youtube likes questions they like people to interact with because you have to understand that tiktok is pure entertainment it's younger people so they want something super fast they want something that is chopped very fast that you get straight to the point there's no there's no pauses it's bang 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 right to the point the uh, the best the best length of a video on tiktok is around 22 seconds you don't have a lot to say in 22 seconds right but if you consider that you're talking to an 18 24 30 year old you're like yeah they want they're just going from one to the other Mm-hmm. then you can go to Instagram, which people are a bit older. I If I do videos, there are clips of my podcast, for example, they tend to do very well on Instagram. Not so much on TikTok. TikTok, I have to chop a normal reel probably in a half and just keep it extremely fast paced. But then on Facebook, it's a bit different because the people are older. They will watch three minute videos on Facebook, which TikTok, never going to happen. Instagram, very rarely. They're not going to push. The algorithm does not push those videos. But on Facebook, it does. On YouTube, it does. But Facebook is still a bit entertainment. So is Instagram and TikTok, but it's always older. So you get to go a bit further because they have a longer attention span. But if you look at a YouTube, YouTube was developed and is still right now, when it, it's probably the number one knowledge-based platform. So you have to give to create content where you're giving something to your audience. It cannot just be your opinion on something. You're kind of building something. You're trying to show them that you know something that they can learn from you. And when I tend to ask questions on YouTube, it tends to do very well. I'll talk about a subject and I'll say, you know what, guys, you tell me, what do you think about this? Am I right? Am I wrong? I'm directly engaging them. While on TikTok, they just want something fast. Instagram, they want something a bit more political, a bit smarter, but they don't, questions work, but nothing as well as it does on YouTube. YouTube, obviously shorts are there, but they're king of the long form content. If you look at a Facebook, every style of content works there. Video works, longer form, shorter form, blog post type of where you're, you're writing a longer form, writing works super well. Pictures works super well on Facebook. LinkedIn, the best content you can create on LinkedIn is questions where you're engaging directly with your audience or uh, longer form content because they're more professional. So the people that follow you normally are following you because they're trying to learn something from you. So you describing how you feel that day is not going to work very well on LinkedIn, but it will do well on Facebook. You can be more personal on Facebook An Instagram that you can be on LinkedIn. So see how everything you create. So if you create a blog, for example, that you're going to post on your website, no problem. You create a long form blog, you, you use ChatGPT to establish some type of structure, and then you write it all. Then you can go back to ChatGPT and say, take the blog I just wrote, and I want you to create a LinkedIn post that my audience is this. And then they're going to rewrite it. They're like, okay, cool. Copy, paste. You rewrite it so that it sounds like you, that it's you in there. And then you take that and you like, hey, create me a Facebook post with this. They're going to add emojis. They're going to add more emotions. But this is what it's great about repurposing because you can use the same blog and say, I'm going to create a reel for Instagram. I'm going to create a reel that I'm going to post on TikTok. And I'm going to have a reel that I'm going to post on YouTube. So, you're repurposing your whole message on every single platform. And then you can make a tiny resume, which is just a one or two liner to put on, on Twitter. This is the understanding of the platforms is what do they want? What do they propagate? Like what does the algorithm like and to utilize this when you're, you're actually creating content.
0: I see. Um, and are you a proponent of just taking every single um, eyeball that you can catch? Or do you think that it doesn't it doesn't make sense to target a, a certain platform because it because your target market is not there? For example, if, if your target market has nothing to do with TikTok, why target TikTok at all?
1: So th- there's two pieces of your question here. The first piece is your niche matters. If you try to speak to everybody, that means you're not speaking to anybody. So you really need to have a target audience, and yes, you need. If you're working with people that are 35 to 55, chances are TikTok's not going to be your best platform, right? It's going to be more of an Instagram, Facebook, maybe LinkedIn, depending if they're professionals or not, and YouTube.
0: Although I must say I've seen an exception to the to this rule um, on TikTok. Mm, I had somebody on my platform, heal and learn, um, a shaman from Canada, and he went viral on TikTok, basically overnight, within a few days. And he started doing lives there, which is so atypical for TikTok, but he was doing really well.
1: Lives are great on TikTok. Absolutely great. I grew my platform so much when I was doing multiple lives a day, multiple lives a week, sorry. It is great, 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 great on TikTok because they do... I do well on TikTok and one of the reasons I'm a big fan of TikTok is that the algorithm is better than on Instagram and Facebook. And the reason being that if you look at a, an Instagram, for example, let's say I, I, I put a piece of content at it's 2.30 in the afternoon. When I put that piece of content out there, it will look at every single other content creator that, that created a piece of content at the same time as, as me and I'm going to fight against those people. The, the difference between Instagram is, and TikTok is the way they fight. So if you and I, let's say that you have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and I have 10,000 followers on Instagram, it will push your content more than mine because you have more followers in their head. There's more potential for money. So they will push your content more. When you look at TikTok, it does not care the amount of of followers that you have. This is why, as you said, the shaman can overnight grow 50,000 followers just because at the time, the, the way the algorithm works is that they will put him against people of his niche that posted at the same time, but they will disregard the amount of followers and they're going to show it to the target audience in increments. Normally, you're looking at 250 to 300 views. If you don't cross that, it's because people are not interested in what you're putting in or you didn't put it at the right time. You did something wrong. Then you have another step that's around 500 and then it normally crosses around 1,000. And then if you can cross that 1,000 to 2,000, your your video can go viral. Like I have multiple videos and the millions and millions of views and this is how you get there is by crossing that. But this is the beautiful thing: is that they don't look at who you are as a content creator. They really just take your content, the time it was posted, the hashtag, the description, the 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 audience that you're targeting, and it will put you against others that are at the same time disregarding their audience. Right. So you could you could have a million followers. I could have ten thousand followers, and I could make millions of views, and you can make a thousand views. It does. The fact that you have more followers does not matter on TikTok, but on Instagram, Facebook, the algorithm wants you to pay. They, you know, by default, Instagram only shows your traffic to about 10 or 20% of your audience Mm -hmm. because they want you to pay. They want you to boost your reels in order to reach more of your audience and outside your audience. So that's the problem with Instagram. It's hard to go viral now on Instagram 3 years do hashtags, ago uh,
0: do hashtags matter at all on Instagram absolutely
1: or... oh absolutely mm-hmm. how do you explain that i have like instagram is my least is my least popular platform i have about just under 10,000 followers and every month i cr- i generate millions of views how is that possible like i'm part of a mastermind group where we have some of the biggest content creators on the planet and I have 100,000 followers. They have millions of, yet I do more views than they do every month. And I've approached some of them and I've asked them, I'm like, can you show me your split of your video? Because if you go on Instagram, you check out your video, you go under, it says view insight. You click on the insight, it will tell you your demographic. It will tell you who, you're, who saw your stuff. But what matters the most is followers versus non-followers. Where's your split? And most of the time, you're looking at about 90% to 95% followers, or who's going to see your content. And only a 5 to 10% is going to be your non followers. This is what those guys were showing me. My content, I average 90 to 95% non followers compared because to you my post followers. Mostly
0: reels, right? Because reels are shown to non followers, mostly or not
1: it is one of the things that instagram likes they like reels but you're always competing with people so i'm not the only one everybody posts mm-hmm. reels right mm-hmm. it's really a matter of how catchy are you what are the hashtags that you use did you do your homework because you can't use every hat the same hashtags every post that you do i probably use 50 to 100 hashtags and i only use six at a time so i have so many that i use i just know which content goes where but there's a way to present your content where it's attractive to people. Cause some people just click on reels and they scroll. So they don't know you, but they are going to pick you out of a screen of reels that they don't know who they are. So how do you make your content attractive to people? How do you make it stand out? But also you need to be able to hug them. If you click on that, how you need to make sure they're interested because again you have two three seconds so there's a lot of planning that goes behind my reels like you can see one of my reels that's a minute long what you don't know is that i spent 30 minutes writing it that i might have another 30 minutes of research into what i'm talking about so it's not like there's a lot of preparation and i have a structure that i learned through doing multiple certifications and copywriting On how do I grab people's attention? So yes, hashtag has a massive role. But even within those hashtags, you need to identify if you're always using hashtags, like people see hashtags with multiple million views. They're like, yes, this is where I'm going to go. But hold on. That means that within the time you post it, there's a bunch load of other people that are using those hashtags. So you need to understand which hashtag, which size of following those hashtags have to actually target. So there's a lot of work that needs to get done on the analytic part. Like you need to understand your niche, your audience, you need to be able to get into their minds, but you need to understand how do I get in front of them? How is my title? How can I make my title attractive? Because the algorithm uses that in every, how can I make it beautiful? How can I make it attractive to the eyes? How can I make it attractive to the way i record how can i make everything attractive that's how you create a good reel but you need to know which platform to post it on what time to post it on and who to target on that platform
0: wow it's complicated uh, and and i know it for sure that it's complicated because i'm i have been doing these things mostly <laughs> on my own until now um yep. but how do you when people come to you, do you do the whole package for them, the, the analysis, for timing, for hashtags, for everything? How do you work
1: with people? Or do you it just depends. explain what the logic is? It, it really depends. Like my, my work is 100% custom. I I can do wherever you want. Like I, I have a client of mine that we started. I showed up there. I met him through recording a podcast. I met him at the gym. He was super cool. Sat down and we recorded a podcast. And then he started telling me that he wanted to do, to do expand what he did. He does a lot of work with children and putting them back into shape. Like he's trained more than a thousand personal trainers throughout his career. He is probably the most knowledgeable fitness guy I know. But when we started working together, I showed up to his gym with about $20,000 of equipment. My girlfriend was there with me helping and I'm like, okay, bro. Let's start recording. So you're going to go stand there. This is why I want you to stand there. I started explaining about the lighting and everything, but I have about five lights on it, three cameras, and I'm directing. I'm like, okay, bro, go. "Eh, Nope, don't like it. Nope, no good. Nope. Yep, this is good. So I go from directing people on how to record properly to, like with him, I took him from the beginning. And now six months later, I'm putting him as guests on podcasts. We're starting to really push his stuff out there because we've developed multiple programs between the two of us that he's going to sell to schools because he trains PE teachers to teach children better. So it depends, but yet there's some people I just strategize. We're going to sit down. We're going to say, okay, this is what you're trying to do. No problem. Give me six months. Let's start here. I'll tell you right now what you need. I don't do anything below six months because it takes time. It really takes time to be able to prove that something works one time after the other, after the other. And it normally takes time to develop skills in front of the camera. It's not something that's easy. So I work with people for a minimum of six months and maybe it's just strategy. Maybe it's just getting better in front of the camera. Maybe it's just, they want us to do post-production on their videos because I have video editors I redo websites, I can help you get into in front of podcasts, like, it really depends where you are, like, I have my own, um, uh, how do you call it, Um, publishing house, I published my first book this year, I'm writing my second one right now, and I self-publish, so I'm in Barnes and Nobles, I'm everywhere, and I learn the process, because this is something I want to do for some of my customers, too, like, I want to be able to be, I believe in long-term relationships, I believe in spending, getting to know the people that I work with, I want them to trust me because it takes time to establish trust between two people. But if I tell you to do something, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm really trying to help you get to where you want to go. And often I end up being the accountability coach for people. Just like posting once a, a day is easy. When I'm telling you that At six, seven o'clock, I want you to post this type of video. At nine o'clock, you're going to post this. At 12, you're going to post this. At three, you're posting something else. At six, you're posting something else. And then we're going to look at how they do. So we do it all. We absolutely do it all. But one thing's for sure, I work one-on-one with people.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all the explanations, Nico. Um, before we close, what are some typical um, results that people see when working with you? Or I, I understand that everybody's very different and you can't say yep. a typical result, but approximately, what can people expect to achieve?
1: They actually start enjoying creating content. This If there's something that makes me happy, is to see people being able to create good content and loving it. Really loving because. You have to love it. If you don't like creating content, it's going to show. It's not going to be authentic. People are not going to be resonating with your message because you don't like it. And this is the because, you know, it it sucks to have to post four, five, six times a day. That's a lot of work that most people don't want to do. So I want to make you what the best result that I can expect from anybody is to become so comfortable in front of that camera that you start loving it. You start getting feedback. I want you to get feedback like I get from my followers where, hey bro, I just wanted to let you know that what you do is incredible. You really helped me on whatever it is that the video was about. This is the result I want my my clients to have to resonate with their people and get that direct feedback to say, you're amazing. You did this for me. You don't even know it but your videos have done this for me. This is my goal. This is what Truly matters is that
0: fantastic. Where can people find you, Nico?
1: You can for for what we're talking about right now. You can find me at PL Production, P as in personal, L as in legends. So PL Production that co. Everything that I do is there.
0: Uh, and your social media accounts are they focused on this work or are you? talking about something
1: else there oh no my social media have not a lot to do with what i do with my clients it's really my linkedin is mostly that a bit of my facebook but i do a lot of work for uh in the men's right world so i do i do a lot a lot of the work that i do is with men even on content creation part i normally help more men than i do women and you know I, men make more sense to me. I know how men are. So I'm not saying I don't work with women, but we need a very specific type of woman to work with me. She needs to be rough. She needs to know that I'm not here to hurt your feelings, but I might, it's not on purpose, but I might hurt your feelings. So normally I come from a martial art background. Men are normally tougher when it comes to that, Mm -hmm. but yeah, no, it's mostly around my men's right. What I talk about, I coach, I coach men too. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Are you in a men's circle? I interviewed recently somebody who is the founder of one men's circle
1: uh yep yeah. Mo- I would say that 95 percent of my content is around that like I my my first book is on is to teach men how to find purpose when they hit their middle life their midlife crisis as we call it air quote mm-hmm. and my second book is on the five virtues of a good man what does it take for a single mother that does not have a man to teach a son to teach her son how to become a man it's kind of a guideline a blueprint i come like from a single mother so i want to teach single mothers what they can do to help their son become a good man
0: this is, this is a, a wonderful topic but i don't want to water down all the content that you put out <laughs> today so ju- just mention the names of the books and maybe we come another time to talk about men's circles and masculinity what it
1: takes man. go to nicolagan.com all my social media is there everything that i do like all the appearances that i've done every my book is i give my book out for free so you can get the um you can get the narration from a guy that's just absolutely amazing but you can go there's a bunch of resources there too so
0: awesome thank you so much
1: yeah absolutely generous sharing
0: of information (laughs) absolutely
1: Thanks for your time. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank
0: you. Thank you for listening to Grow and Learn. We hope that you found our podcast informative, engaging and inspiring. Our mission is to help you keep growing and learning, and we hope that our conversations and insights have provided you with practical advice and useful perspectives. If you're looking for personalized support and guidance to help you achieve your personal or professional growth objectives, I offer a range of services to help. As a trusted management partner and mentor, I work with businesses in the process of transformation, looking for new streams of business, as well as M&A. With an extensive professional network of experts and mentors, I can bring on board the right person or team based on the specific needs of the company I'm working with. To learn more about the services I offer and how I can help you achieve your goals, visit my website at growandlearn.org. You can also reach out to me via email or social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Grow & Learn, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is important to us and it helps us to continue to create content that is relevant and valuable to our listeners. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights and perspectives with you in the future.